Okay, so let's turn in our Bibles to the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Hadurusin, fantastic. And today I'm going to read from verse 1 all the way down to verse 20. And then really I'm not going to do an exposition of any scripture. Just going to do a little topical. I remember the reason for the season. Okay? But let me read this to you. The first Christmas. Okay? The first Christmas. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirus was governing in Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was while they were there, the days were complete for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and, to, and on earth peace and goodwill to all men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child, And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told by them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Amen. Amen. So, beloveds, today I just want to talk a little about, again, remembering the reason for this season. Why we celebrate Christmas. Or why we celebrate at this time of year. 
We always have to remember that Jesus Christ is at the heart of our celebrations. And we gather together, we decorate our homes, and we have feasts together, and we give each other gifts, not because it's just tradition, not because it is required of us. You know, someone gives you a gift, you automatically then have to run out and buy them a gift and give it to them. Not because we love each other. We do it first and foremost as a declaration, as a reminder to one another of what God has done. We must always be reminded of the reason for the season. We're apt to forget. We're apt to just enjoy the moment and not celebrate Christ, the coming of. I don't mean just Jesus being born and us having like the nativity. We don't just simply are reminded or remind each other of Jesus, baby Jesus in the crib. But rather of who came and why. And so, beloved, I would have you reminded in this season, during these dark winter months, as we gather together, as we celebrate this celebration of why we celebrate. And and there are three very easy things that I would have you remember. First and foremost, we all know that when it gets winter time in Finland and it gets very dark, all of a sudden we, we clothe our houses in lights. We put stars on our windows. We put fake plastic lights on our tree. Or, or, or we, we use the lights. And so sometimes we do it just in a way to, to make things moose it. I don't know what that word is in English. Cozy, perhaps? I don't know. Moose it, yeah? For the feeling, the chancellor, the, the, the kind of, the, oh... To chase away the darkness. But we must always remember that when we put lights in our houses, when we decorate our tree, when we put stars in our windows, that we are really reminding ourselves and each other of He who was called the true light, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came into the world to give light to all men. So when we put lights in our homes... Yes, it may come from a cultural background, but you and I are really declaring our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is there to visually remind us of Jesus. Those of us who have stars in the windows, and I always make fun of them. They look like the devil symbol when I was young and we used to, a pentagram, whatever, you know. But they're not really. They're just paper stars. It's more convenient to hang them upside down than the right way. I know, I know all this. But we have to remember that God once sent a star into the world to lead men to Jesus. God once announced the coming of his own son. He once led the wisest men in the world to find Jesus through the shining of a star. So when we look upon a star in our homes or in each other's homes, we are to be reminded That wise men still follow Jesus today. That God revealed and announced to the world that Christ had come. And now we don't announce that that Christ the baby had come. But we are announcing that one day he will come again. That one day he will appear with greatness and power. 
So beloved, when you look upon the star in your own home or in the street or wherever, always remember that God announced the first coming of his son with a star. And that by celebrating through the, the symbol of a star, we are remembering that he, and announcing that he will one day come again. This Jesus who gives light to all men. And I, I was thinking about that this week. You know, before the coming of Christ, the world was in darkness. As dark and as lost as a small child in a deep, dark forest at night. With no light. Have you ever been in the forest at night time when there is no light in November before the snow? It's this dark. And you, you walk three steps in the forest and fall over a tree. You know, in that kind of darkness. And spiritually, the world was in darkness before Christ came. We were held in prisoners of demons, of superstitions, overthrow, is not what it's called in Swedish? All kinds of darkness. People did terrible and wicked things to one another, sacrificed their children, practiced all kinds of strange and cookie and weirdo things because they were afraid of what might happen to them if they, they didn't sacrifice or satisfy their gods but Jesus Christ came and now in Europe we don't have the sacrificing of children for religious reasons we don't have the the bondage of of people being terrified what might happen to them if they don't obey certain religious rituals Jesus Christ came to show us the true way And to set us free from all that darkness. So when we celebrate Christmas or this season, Yule, and we put lights in our homes, let us always be reminded that once we were in darkness, but now we are in the light. We see clearly, we know truthfully, and we are declaring to those around us that Jesus Christ is the true light that gives light to all men. And then... Another thing that we do at this time of year is we give gifts to one another. We give presents to one another. And again, who doesn't enjoy receiving presents? We all enjoy receiving presents. Might not enjoy going and having to pick presents. I know some, certain people, they get really stressed when they try and decide what a person will want or need or would like. It's very difficult for them. It causes lots of stress. Indeed, there are some people who dislike this season because of the whole presents giving and getting what happens if we get a present from them and we don't have a present for them oh no it's the end of the world but we must remember that beloved when we give presents to one another and receive presents from one another that we are being reminded of the great gift that was given to us the bible says In John 3 and 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And there we see God giving a gift. And when we give gifts to one another, when we give gifts to our children, to our friends, to our our, our family members, it's not because we we love them. We want to remind them of the gift that was given us. To them from God. The the fact that we give gifts is a remembrance. We want to remind people 
of the free gift of life that was given for us, was given to us by God. But also there's the other way, of the cost. You know yourself, whenever you really love someone and you really want to show them that you love them, you buy them something expensive. You know, you go away on a trip, you come back from that trip and you, you stop at the airport and you buy your wife expensive perfume or something. Or your husband expensive socks, I don't know. We, we want to demonstrate our affection and how much you mean to us by the cost of the gift. And we who give gifts, we want to show that we, have, we, we love you, we appreciate you. And by giving gifts, we, demonstrate, we are reminded of the cost that costs God to give to us. God didn't give you a gift that was price, you know, like I want to say priceless. Without you, was worthless. That's a better way of saying it. God didn't give you something worthless. He didn't go to the dollar store or, or Eric and Holly. I love Eric and Holly. It's one of my favorite places. I can spend hours there. But you know, because it's, it's comfortable and convenient and good prices, which is always best for my part. And he didn't go there and, and, and pick up something cheap. He didn't go there and... and Gave you something that was of no worth. He gave you life. And the cost of that was the blood of his own son. The cost is, is priceless. You couldn't put worth on the gift that he gave you. It is beyond price. So beloved. During this season. Let's not fall into the trap of unthinking ritual, of careless Christianity, where we're just doing things because it's culturally so. No, we step back from our culture. Yes, we give gifts, but not because the world gives gifts and we're expected to give gifts. We give gifts and receive gifts because we are reminded and reminding each other of the greatest gift that was ever given. The Lord Jesus Christ. We remind each other of the greatest gift that we've ever received. The life that comes through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, let us be reminded for the reason why we celebrate this season. And then, finally, something that's very close to my heart. Feasts. Maltina. When we, we gather together and eat, <laughs> you know, I love to eat. You all know that. It's probably one of my biggest vices. But when we gather together, it's not just so that we enjoy good food. It's not just simply that, that you know, that mom slaves away for hours. Dad, of course, makes the, the shinka because dads are perfect at that. Yeah, yeah. But we do it to remind ourselves that Jesus Christ in him is the true feast. Jesus said, if you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you shall have eternal life. Jesus said, anyone who drinks of the water that I give him will never thirst again. We are reminding ourselves that, that it's in Jesus Christ that we are made full met content that it's in him and him alone do we find the fullness of satisfaction 
We are reminding one another that He is the source of nourishment for our spiritual lives. It is a celebration, but a reminder. We are reminding one another. But also it goes even further than that. It's a reminder of the feast that is which to come. That yes, now we celebrate his birth and that he has come into the world. But also we are reminded that one day he shall return. And when he returns, it says in the book of Revelation in chapter 19. That we will be gathered together for another celebration. A wedding celebration. A feast. The Wedding feast of the Lamb. And so as we gather together and feast together and celebrate together and sit down at a table and eat with one another, it's a reminder of that which is still to come, that Jesus has promised, that we will be gathered together with him and that we look forward to a day which is to come. Jesus Christ has come into the world to save sinners. And so, beloved, as we celebrate this season, as we rejoice that Christ has come into the world, let us be reminded. And again, I would point to these three little things. We clothe our houses in lights and our streets are covered and the trees are covered in candles and other stuff. Let that always be a reminder to you of the the one who is called the true light. The one who has come into the world to extinguish darkness. That is Jesus Christ. That in him and him alone, only in his name can we be saved and set free from the superstitions and the darkness of this world. Secondly, the gifts. Who doesn't like getting gifts? We all enjoy getting presents. But let them serve as a reminder to you that a gift has been provided for you, has been given to you. That gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ. He is the great gift of God. If you want to see how much God values you, look at what he gave you. The cost it cost, the great price it cost. To provide you your life beyond price. And then finally, as we feast together, let it be a solemn but yet joy-filled experience that reminds you of the feast that is to come. That one day you will be gathered with Christ and all of his people. In the kingdom that is to come. And there we shall celebrate and feast forever. I love that. Jesus has come into the world. And we must remember that he is the reason why we celebrate this season. He and him alone. We must fight against the paganism that continually tries to take over our our celebration. We must guard our hearts against the idol worship of our age. Which tries to draw us back into the darkness. No, no, we say. For Jesus Christ is our reason why we celebrate this season. He is the one who has brought me light. 
He is the one who has satisfied my soul. I need no other. And I rejoice in the understanding and the knowledge and in the remembrance that one day I will be with him in glory. And there we shall feast. And there we shall celebrate. And there every tear shall be wiped away. Every pain. There will be no sorrow. It will be a party. It will be rejoicing. It will be a festival. So again, beloved, remember the reason why we celebrate this season. Resist the paganizing. Rejoice. And every time you see that light, that lamp, that star, that candle, remember the one it represents. Every gift you receive, every present that you wrap, let it be a remembrance to you of the one who was provided for you. Every time you sit down to eat, to gather with your family, your friends, your work colleagues, every time you open a box of chocolates, and I'll be opening a few, let us always be remembered why and who we are celebrating. And let us always give praise and thanks. Do you remember the angels from the, the verses we read? They praised, they celebrated, they glorified. They was like, I just think they all went mad. I think it was like, oh. I have in my mind when I imagine that multitude of angels, like a football stadium of angels just appeared around them. And the angels were all bouncing up and down, doing the bouncy. They were so celebrating. Remember the shepherds when they left and they went back, it says at the end, they, they returned glorifying and praising God. Do you think they went back and went, oh, that was impressive, that was really good. I think they all went back doing the bouncy. People are like, what's wrong with you? I have seen glory. Beloved, let us keep in the forefront, let us fight to keep in the forefront of our minds that everything we do and everything that we, we see is to remind us of the glory of the coming of Christ. Amen. Let's leave it there.